What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighbor the Discourse. I am Billy, no Steve today. I'm not sure where he is. You know, who knows? He's a busy guy. Um, how you guys doing? So, let's spin this wheel. We're getting to it quickly again. Make sure I got my wheels been loose over here. Hold on, let me get a better spin. All right, social media. Got stuck there in the middle. Sports, very happy for that. Religion. Religion, I got something for that one. I got something for religion. It actually ties into social media. I, I had something that I printed out. I got papers there. We've been printing stuff out to bring up as far as topics so I don't forget anything. It's got to be here somewhere. Either way, I'll find it. So, quickly, let's get our uh, first. We'll do a little five minutes here. Put my phone. I got so much crap in front of me. Um, so, Briella's home today. That Amy's home today. I'm working. I took off the last two days. She took it. She took off today, and she likes to do stuff when the when everybody's home, which is cool. So I, I come out of the office garage area and say, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna take lunch around noon, and you know we can go to lunch or something." You know, she's oh, that's good. So I politely, I politely say, uh, "This is episode 137, by the way. Thank you guys for listening and for watching." Um, so I politely say, listen, just a heads up, I have an hour, 12 to 1, 1 to 12, whatever, 11 30 to 12, whatever it is. I'm not going to have any say in where we go, pick and we're good. And she gives me this kind of like whatever stare. I'm like, I'm just giving you a heads up. I only have an hour. 12 o'clock is not the time to start thinking about where to go. It's the time to get in the car and leave. And I say it just like that. Now, you hear my tone. A lot of people think it sounds rude. A lot of people think it's to the point. I prefer to think it's to the point because I'm trying to be nice about it. But I know how my family operates. I get called a dictator very often, and that's not the case. I simply know when to provide urgency. And there are times where I probably push urgency way too much. And I get it. I'm, I'm being I'm self-aware to that or, or I'm, it's being brought to my attention anyway that I'm a little bit too much at times. But at the same time, I'm going to let you know, though, I have stuff to do just because you're not up to it, which is fine. I can continue about my day, but I'm just giving you a heads up. And that's how it is all the time. Like we go to dinner with my parents' house, my sister's house. Just give you guys a heads up. I'll be there. We'll be there around five. Our goals leave at seven. And then I get a lot of crap for that. Oh, you're, you're bossing people around. You're being intimidating. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm actually being the easiest guest you've ever had. Regardless of what you do, there's no need to stress about me. I'll be there at five. I'll be leaving at seven. I've made that choice. If dessert's not going to be ready until 730, you guys have dessert without us. That's fine. If I'm told dinner starts at five, I will do my best to be there at five. It means it should be ready to go by five, finish eating 545. If dinner, if dessert's already made, it should be sitting, cooling, uh, uh, cooking, whatever it is, 
done by 6.15, 6.30, and you have a half an hour to eat and relax. Now, I'm not banging the drum. It's 7 o'clock out the door. If we're eating, we're going to finish eating. But if you're going to start cooking dessert or preparing dessert at 6.30, knowing we're leaving at 7 o'clock, that's fine. But we're leaving at 7 o'clock. I gave you my parameters that I'm going to stick to. If you cannot, that's fine. So I operate that way in a lot of facets of my life, and I get crap for it all of the time. So here, I'm in, in, here I am again today. Here's, this is just giving you a heads up. This is going to be my time to do whatever you pick. Because I'll eat, I'll eat anywhere. I will eat anywhere. Even the stuff that I don't want to eat, I'll eat. You know, I don't particularly care for, we have a place around here called Tijuana Flats. I don't particularly care for it. But if you made the decision to be timely, I'm all in. Other people around me are very picky. So you have to decide what you want because I'll eat anything anywhere we go. And I think that's being nice. And I'm constantly told that I'm a jerk. So like I said, just give me a little morning venting on how things are going. But uh, that's, that's what it is. So we're going to cut that short. What time is that? 5.40. And we are jumping into sports. So, again, I'm going to do social media and religion together at the end. And we're going to do sports right now. So, playoff season. Here we are. The football season is over. Um, Buffalo, my team... We're going to do about 12. We'll do our, we'll do our regular 15 minutes here. So my team, the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, DeMar Hamlin looking good. Now, start of the game yesterday, right? Everybody pray for DeMar, love for Lamar, DeMar. We're all here for DeMar, all this stuff. Kickoff, boom, 96 yards for a touchdown. Bro, come on. If you didn't get the tingles, you didn't get the feels when that happened, you're dead inside. It was so cool. It's why sports is so important, man. It, it, it brings people together. Things that we've been talking about on this show for over a year now is the importance of sports. It's a uniter, okay? It brings people together. It's probably, in my opinion, one of the last unifying things there are in the world. Uh, religion is a divider. Politics is a divider. Entertainment that could bring people together, you know, things like that. Things that get people off the nonsense, I would say, is a unite is a uniter. Though they can sow division into it, which is why they I, I talked about it on a the podcast I did on Friday. They're already trying to take over movies and TV. It's hard to watch nowadays. There's a political agenda in everything you watch, especially scripted shows, streaming 100%. Uh, but they're trying to get to sports. They've invaded the NBA. I don't watch the NBA anymore. Steve does, which is weird because I used to give him crap about it. He didn't like the social messaging of NFL, so we stopped watching NFL, where the NBA is 10 times more. And they, they still do it now. The NFL has their end racism, choose love, all that crap on the field, and they talk about it briefly, but it's not everywhere you look. The NBA still is. So that's a if you don't like football, just don't like football. If you're a Dolphin fan, which he is, and they're boring to watch, I get it. But don't say it's social justice um, when one is light years worse than the other, in my opinion, anyway. Um, you know, he'll be back here one day to defend that, which is fine, but I'm not wrong. Uh, with that being said, football. Uh, the feelings are over. The sadness is over. The, the shock is over of DeMar Hamlin. 
Buffalo got screwed, in my opinion, by the NFL. Um, I'm looking at player safety, so okay, cool. I'm glad they canceled the game. They we're going to try to force in an extra game in a week's time. You know, you want to make sure people are okay, bodies recover, the best product on the field for the playoffs. Cool. I'm with you. But the fact that Buffalo lost the lost the number one seed based off of an unfortunate incident, it's it, it it's a problem. It's problematic in my opinion, you know? But you gotta you gotta put it out the window and say, you know what, I'm I'm here for player safety. All that matters is that we're going to get the playoffs. So a couple of scenarios that came up, they could have moved. There's a bye week before the Super Bowl. So they could have shifted the entire playoff schedule one week out, get rid of the bye week for the Super, before the Super Bowl, and play the Bengals-Bills game. Okay, both were going potentially. Buffalo had the number one spot, had to beat the Bengals, beat New England, and be number one. The Bengals had to beat Buffalo, beat the Ravens, and have the Chiefs lose to the Raiders yesterday or on Sunday. So a lot of potential. And then Cincinnati, the Chiefs had to win out and have Buffalo lose one of the last two games. So none of that happened because Buffalo and Cincinnati lost a game. So the win percentage is off by half a game, which means the Chiefs are the number one seed. So that being said, that's cool. I would like for Buffalo to get in that week off, get it together, you know, let the body heal for a minute. Although I'm also a, 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 a um, I say proponent, I've watched Peyton Manning's teams with horrible coach Tony Dungy rest their guys the last two games of the se- of the season because they've gotten their their division wrapped up so early because Peyton Manning is amazing. Play half a game, half a game, get the first round by, and lose in the divisional round. I do believe you got to stay. Hungry, so to speak. But uh, that being said, I I wish they had that extra extra game. Not, not only the extra game, the extra week off, I mean, but the play in Buffalo all the way through is a big deal. Now, if Buffalo and the Chiefs both make it to the AFC Championship game, it'll be at a neutral site. You know, if that's the best you can do, it makes sense. You didn't want to screw the Bills and gift a home field to... The Chiefs. So they will both play at home as long as they are winning. And then if they get to the AFC Championship game, they'll play at a neutral site. So that's as fair as you can be. I'm for it. So the first round, the Chiefs, they don't, they're out. They don't got to worry about anything anymore. I'm trying to pull up the playoff picture, which they have here in front of me, but it's not uh I don't know. I don't know why the internet is so... It's easy to use sometimes, but sometimes it's such a pain in the ass. Like, just show me the playoff picture. Instead, they show me what the games were like yesterday, which is weird because the Chiefs played nobody round one. Buffalo played the Patriots yesterday. We'll play the Dolphins the following week. So that's incorrect. The Dolphins go to Buffalo. The um, See, I'm trying to find the man. Why can't you just show me the NFL playoff picture? Like, I have it on here, the NFL playoff picture. It's frustrating, man. Just show me this, the tiebreakers, the seating. They're, they're showing me all the games from yesterday. Like, it is... I'm trying to use the computer. I'm trying to be official, you know, check me out on my computer. But um, it's not showing it, and it's frustrating. There also could be... 
the games aren't officially set yet, but they're not. So, like I said, first round bye for the Chiefs. Let me see when's Buffalo playing. Buffalo is the 1 o'clock game on Sunday, Miami at Buffalo. The Seahawks, they Green Bay. Who saw Green Bay losing at home with a must-win to the Lions? Go Lions, bro. That defense, I was watching their, their um, talking heads in the front. There's like three or four rookies on that defense. Tell you what, watch. Except for the ownership and the organization of Detroit being horrible, that team has players for the future, and they look pretty damn good. I would be concerned as a non-Lions fan about that defense. The offense can already score. We see that. But that defense coming up in the next year or so with the rookies they have, that's going to be a hard team to to, to, uh, to face. So good for them. But uh, Seahawks at the 49ers, Chargers at the Jaguars, Giants at the Vikings, Ravens at the Bengals, Buccaneers at home against the Cowboys. That's Monday night. So I'm focused on the Dolphin-Bills game. I wanted uh, Miami to lose to the Jets because I would have liked to have faced the New England Patriots again at home because they're not that good. I would have liked to have gone against uh, who, Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh would have won and Miami lose and New England lose, I would have gone against Pittsburgh. I, they, they don't see them doing much. They got a good future-looking team, but they're not ready now. The one team I was mildly concerned about is the Dolphins. Their speed is something to be concerned about. They've played Buffalo twice this year, both games decided by less than three points or three points or less. It is a it's a team that is difficult to play. Their speed is hard. They're hard to defend. I'm sorry. You have probably the fastest running backs in the league, easily the fastest receivers in the league. They're on their third string quarter uh quarterback, Skylar Thompson. I'm not worried about him but don't, don't get it confused about this player safety stuff, ladies and gentlemen. If Tua is even remotely okay to play in the playoffs, he's going to be in the playoffs. He's going to play. This, oh, concussion protocol. No, the best product on the field. Penalties are going to be scaled back. The violent hits are going to be scaled back. Unless it's 100% obvious, these guys are going to play football. They're not going to allow the referees to screw a game or the concussions to potentially hold that back a star player Tua's been out for two weeks already. So I don't, I don't see him missing the playoff game. He's not a superstar. Don't get me wrong. He's not a, he's good. But his ability to lead some of these guys in, in, in critical passes is concerning. Buffalo, has, Buffalo plays overly emotional in the first part of the game. First drive, they either give up a touchdown in the first two drives or go down and get a field goal when they should get a touchdown or a turnover in the first two drives. They don't start well. They finish well last two minutes. They're, they're great. They're, they're, they're the best in the league in the last two minutes of the half, maybe the fourth quarter, but definitely the half. They just need to kind of settle in. But the one team I was a bit concerned about is Miami. I still think Buffalo's going to win. And then from there, that's where it gets – that's where it's going to get a little bit um, – a little bit kooky it looks like, as the kids say. You have, let me get my bracket here. There we go. So the Kansas City Chiefs are number one. They're going to play the lowest possible seed. So if Miami beats Buffalo, Miami plays Kansas City. If Buffalo wins and Cincinnati wins and the Chargers win, Chargers are the fifth seed. They go to Kansas City. 
Cincinnati goes to Buffalo as a three seed. If Baltimore beats Cincinnati, the six seed goes to number one seed, goes to Kansas City. So the Kansas City Chiefs will play the lowest remaining seed in the playoffs as it goes on. And I'm interested. I, I think Buffalo could beat Jacksonville and the Chargers. They've, I think they can beat Baltimore. They're going to beat Miami. Um, I've yet to see them go against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a hard team. They came out strong the other night. The unfortunate hit happened. The game was over, so we don't know. Buffalo beats Kansas City every regular season, but loses to them in the playoffs. So it's bothersome. Josh Allen, quarterback, that's how they rate things, even though it's silly. 3-0 and at home in the playoffs, 0-3 at the road. They, they give him the, the record. They give him the 3-0, 0-3, but it takes a team. I don't know what his stats are. We all saw him last year in the Chiefs game, one of the greatest quarterback performances ever, him and Mahomes. I still haven't watched that game because it bothers me a lot. No highlights about it, nothing. Uh, I am going to be rooting for Buffalo, as you know, again, nonstop. Um, I changed my, so you guys know when I watch the Bills game, I do not change my shirt if they win. I'll take it off, hang it up in the closet, follow me comes, put it on, and keep going. I had an Allentown shirt, wearing it, I think five straight, six straight wins, whenever it was since Thanksgiving, and took it off, washed it after the DeMar Hamlin game, the Bengals game. I started the new shirt yesterday, the Bills Mafia shirt. I wore it once this season, I think against Minnesota. They lost. It was due for rotation because I fully expect Buffalo to make it to the Super Bowl, and it is a very lightweight, very soft shirt, and I want to be comfortable through the entire playoffs into the Super Bowl. So I chose to wear that one. They won yesterday, so I will be wearing it all the way up until Buffalo no longer is playing football. Hopefully that is after the Super Bowl as Super Bowl champions. So I'm, I'm going to – we'll probably do our, our football – not football – podcast on Friday for the Wild Card Weekend. Whether Steve is back in here, I'll give the old man in here something. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to focus on – we're going to spin the wheel-ish, but we're but I'm going to get information together, especially if I'm in here by myself. It's going to be playoff weekend heavy. I know some of you people are not into the sports, which is fine. I'm going to put I put the times on the video in on YouTube. I put the times in the description on any on the description in the podcast or whatever you listen. You can fast forward to those times. But it's going to be playoff football centric. That is you know, football reigns supreme around here. And quickly now, so we're gonna we're off that that last part of bro, where's my clock? We've got two minutes left. So on the social media pages, I posted two pictures of play, of of NFL teams players kneeling praying for DeMar Hamlin. I posted a video that the left are gonna hate the NFL now. They already are against them for being anti-woman, massages, all this crap the left have against the NFL. And NFL buys into it. It's frustrating. It's ESG. they got to make sure they make their money somewhere else. But it's BS. So all this un- unity, the left, the liberals are going to hate it. They don't like unity. They don't like people praying to God. They don't believe in God. They believe in themselves and giving people the power through the government. And you're going to, in my opinion, my conspiracy, the left, conspiracy is over there, they're going to come hard at the NFL through the, through the rest of the season, through the offseason. People are saying, DeMar Hamlin himself came out. 
This has nothing to do with politics or your walk of life or whatever it is. It's people to come together for prayer. I have my, my thoughts on prayer and religion and all that stuff, but regardless of what you think about that, you cannot deny the unifying factor of what happened in the NFL with DeMar Hamlin. It, it Multiple outlets, multiple people. Get your politics out of here. Get your this out of here, your that out of here. This is human beings, human life. Our, our lives, our, ourselves are more important than anything you got going on politically, entertainment, all that crap. People helping people is a big deal. And that was the message over this last week. And my conspiracy, like I said, the left are going to hate it. So pay attention to the upcoming weeks and months about football. If I'm wrong, hopefully I am, nothing's going to happen. But I do think the liberals are going to find a way to go after football more than ever before. Find people to divide it more. The, the choose love, which I personally don't like as much as I don't like the Black Lives Matter stuff on the back of the, of the player's helmets, I don't like choose love either. I don't like any of that crap. Play football. I don't need you trying to be a moral compass for me. Okay? I'm not for that. And I understand that by saying, yeah, but look at them uniting. That's, to me, it's not being a moral compass. It's showing people are more important than your political crap. And I believe that. So I thought that was unifying. I thought that was great. I think the, the liberals are going to go against it. They do not like unity. They do not like togetherness. They like division and chaos so they can continue to, to wave their keys and get us to do what they want through hate and division. So if they feel that people are... Like in the NFL more, they're going to find a way to get players to kneel again. They're going to find a way to inject more social justice to agitate people. Because the thing is, people aren't against the social justice. They're against it being in the NFL as a message. They're against the political message being put into the sports. We watch sports to get away from the political nonsense. So in my opinion, my guess, my conspiracy is the NFL, is go, or, um, the liberals are going to find a way to get into the NFL and really piss us off in one way, shape, or form and get us away from the NFL again like they did with the kneeling stuff. So that's my NFL take. My sports, go Buffalo. Let's see, 23-37. All right, now we're going to jump into politics. Not politics, that's last week. Uh, Social media and religion. All right, so I put out, so I told you guys uh, last couple weeks that we got a little bit of shirts going out on the site called Tee Public. The only way, the best way to get to it is through our link tree on our social media platforms, Facebook, so um, whatever, the, the Instagram, Truth Social, Gitter, all of them. The videos now have them. The most recent videos now have them on YouTube. Click on the link tree link. All of our socials are there. And then the Public website is there. I, we have this shirt. You can see I've worn it many, many times. Savage AF. We made that. It was on YouTube merch for our YouTube merch, on Amazon merch for a long time. But uh, we we recently started adding Neighborly Discourse shirts to the T Public site. We're trying to promote our show. So there's a shirt on there that's God Bless America. It's got old, old, um, there's like a yellowish to it. I actually should have worn it today, but I didn't know we, we would be talking about this topic. I printed these out. A while back, because I wanted to bring it up when we eventually got to social media and or religion. 
But again, the show's not scripted. Even by myself, I spin the wheel. There's a God Bless America shirt. I put it on Facebook and I did an ad to send it out there. So something that bothered me about this is it got over over a thousand likes, 51 comments, 53 shares, but nobody bought anything, which, okay, I, I want people to buy stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to recoup some money for the studio we do. I've told you before, something I'm looking into is quarterly, the profits we make from selling the shirts, mugs, everything on the site quarterly, because we were not booming here, some of that to uh, 10 to 15% of that quarterly money to some sort of veterans charity. That's my goal. Um, again, I'm looking into that stuff, researching, and we'll see how that goes, but that's the goal. That being said, I'm pushing the shirts. It's on there now. God bless America. The background is black, but the shirt itself is whatever color you want, white, green, blue, whatever, mugs, um, phone cases, all that stuff. So that being said, I do this. I do this ad and I send it out, and I get over over a thousand comments or over a thousand likes. Fifty-one comments. I would say forty comments are amen from people just putting hearts, amen, God bless America, all that stuff. And I get a few anti-religious comments. You know, God is a scam. Uh, sec- being uh, was a secular is the only thing that people can agree on. Uh, secularism is the only fertile ground in which we can find common ground. So the, the guy's like, yeah, religion uh, discriminates. And I, I 100% believe that. It does. There's no denying it. And I've said before, if you're going to discriminate against someone, depending on how you do it, not with you know violence, but if you're discriminating against your higher power and just ignoring somebody because of their beliefs, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Personally, it wouldn't bother me if you are going to put your personal belief and faith over an actual interaction. I don't want to hang out with you anyway. That's how I look at it. As long as you're not rude or disrespectful to me, I will not be to you, and you can go about your day. So I guess that's what this person was talking about. But I would say if you're going to discriminate, if you have to anyway, it would be for that because no harm you're just, you think differently about praising God or things of that nature. You know, again, don't be violent. Do, do what you want to do. But out of this social media um, thing are these 10 comments that I got from somebody. I had to name them. I had to uh, rewrite them. Not rewrite them. Um, number them. Because I think it's by design, Facebook never has the most recent, at least for the page anyway, on my actual Facebook account, I can hit the recent and get the recent stuff out there. My, the page, I cannot. The Neighborly Discourse podcast page, even the comments are scattered. So I had to go through and number how this conversation went. So here we go. My religion and social media topics put together. It'll be a short one. The full 15 minutes will be here. God bless America shirt design that I put out there for people to to buy. A gentleman on here, we'll call him John. This is our back and forth. Shouldn't God bless everyone, not just America? Amen. So already 
came with a smart-ass remark. There's something about that that pisses me off. I, it doesn't offend me or bother me, but it annoys me because I'm not here to piss anybody off. I'm not here to talk crap to you. I will fire back 100%, but I'm going to not in the beginning. So that's my disclaimer. And it's a very cordial conversation. So this guy, John, uh, again, shouldn't God bless everyone, not just America? Amen. And my reply is, John, uh, excuse me, my reply, possibly, but I, do, but I don't want to be greedy, so I'm just asking for America at the moment. His response, what you are doing is actually greedy by asking for blessings just for you and your country instead of sharing. My response, I don't know. Asking God to bless 350 million people is kind of generous. The greedy part is trying to get people to buy the shirt. LOL, right? I thought that was funny. His response, I don't know, but asking the creator of the universe to bless your country only seems like a selfish thing, knowing people are suffering in other countries more than in America. So here's where he piqued my interest. My reply, should he bless everyone or only those that believe in the Christian way of life? His response, well, God being a he or she means God is not all things, but I was taught in church, we are all God's children, but then as an adult, but then as an adult, I read the Bible and found out God is an awful, God is awful and plays favorites. But if God created all, then he should love all in my opinion. My response, I absolutely love that answer. I agree with you a hundred percent. I've gone as far as calling God a jerk and a narcissist. So do you believe in God or no longer? His response no, the biblical God is pure evil and fictional. My response, interesting, do you believe in any type of higher power or origin of life? He did not respond. That was the end of our conversation. So we're, you know, back and forth, whatever it was. I found I was not being, I wasn't joking, but it's my way to stay light because I wasn't going to, you know, he, he started with his response. He, I don't know if he was wanting to get into an argument, but it was a normal conversation. But, but seriously, if he's asking me to bless, God bless the entire world, I'm asking for 350 million people in America, okay? Let's not, let's not get crazy, but I was being a smartass. It seems selfish to ask for him to bless the entire world of 7 billion people. 350 million seems okay. And the greedy part is, as I stated, I'm trying to sell people t-shirts. I'm not trying, like, if you want to bless America, go for it. I live in America. Most of you know my religious thoughts, but... I'm just asking you to buy a shirt for someone's interest. If their interest is God bless America, I'm providing a service for that thought. So that's what I'm trying to do. But I told you, he piqued my interest with his, I don't know, uh, I don't know, but asking the creator of the universe to bless your country only, see, uh, only seems like a selfish thing, knowing people are suffering in other countries more than in America. And as I stated, that piqued my interest because Steve believes that if you don't, and again, hopefully he'll be here and he'll, he'll listen to this and respond, but I'm pretty sure I know his answers, you're wrong unless you are Christian. We've talked about it with Buddhism. We talked about it with other religions. If you're not Christian, your religion, your, your religion is incorrect and you're going to go to hell because Christianity is what is right. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And if you don't follow the Christian way of life, you, you get the Christian punishment, which is burning in hell. 
for all eternity because you do not follow the Christian way of life. You don't follow God. So his, his answer is, if we're all God's children, why isn't everybody, you know, taken care of? And I agree with that. But as I said in, in the video I did, is God a jerk? Steve and I talked about it. Steve's thoughts, which is the analogy we bring up all the time. The pot maker making the pot. The guy making something, and that item, that pot is saying, put my hand on the left. Put my hand on the left. And we're like, I'm the creator, bro. Like, I'm putting the handle on the, on the right. You don't know how you're going to do things. And Steve believes that. He believes that us telling God what to do or how to react is we're crazy. And if you don't follow his way, you're done. I think that's insane. I think if there's a God and he's up there, she's up there, or the entity is up there, I'm going to say that when it all said and done, if we get to that, if we get to the pearly gates, he's going to say, listen, man, should have listened to me. I'm not a bad dude. I knew what was going on. All right, now get in here. I don't think he's going to burn us in hell because we wanted our pot on the left than the right. You know what I mean? And people who believe that, you know, believe it, whatever you want. I, I saw something today. I posted it on the reels about on Instagram about God fearing people. And I've talked to Steve about this. And I went to I went to CCD and all this stuff when I was a kid long enough to be afraid, but not long enough to know what to be afraid of. And Steve has always said, I'll tell you what to be afraid of. And that right there, right there to me, you've, you lost me. I have no time for what you have to say. So I'm supposed to be afraid of God and live my life in fear of God. I don't think if there's a God, I don't think he's an asshole. I don't think he's going to tell, he's going to judge me that I don't believe in him or I want, I want to do something differently than what his plan was. And Steve doesn't take offense to it, but for the sake of the conversation, he takes offense to the fact that we're trying to go against God. Like the movie, The Adjustment Bureau, two people supposed to be in love. Their paths are supposed to be designed. And then something happens and their paths are switched. They're, they're no longer to be together, but they fight and they fight and they fight to be together. And Steve's like, this is crazy. God would never do that. One, it's a movie. Two, why wouldn't God pay attention to the people that, that feel they need to be together when they're trying their best to be together? And, and Steve's response is, so you're saying God can't keep these people apart. That's, that doesn't make sense to him, which is fine. He believes that. But why is God going to be mad at these two people? My guess is he's got, if he, if he created the entire universe that's ever expanding, my guess is he has something else to worry about. You know? But that being said, if I'm supposed to fear God, that's not the God that I choose to believe in. That's not the God that I want to know where do it my way or you're going to hell forever. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It makes no sense to me. If it makes sense to you, that's fine. If it makes sense to you, good. You can try to convey it to me. One day Steve tries often, and I've told Steve before, the more him and I talk religion, the less I believe. The more we talk about it, the less I believe in it. To this guy's point, if we're all God's children, why is he only selecting a few to make it work? And I know the, the Jehovah's have that, the people who walk around, the lighthouse or the light tower, whatever it is. I know um, Jews have their things, the Jewish faith. Everybody has their own thing, which is fine. Each person thinks they're right. You know, and I've again taught to Steve about this. Yeah, but they're wrong. 
but they think he's wrong. And then that person thinks they're both wrong. Just believe what you got to believe and see what happens. My guess is we won't know what happens. We're going to be dead one day, you know? And we've talked about it where, like, the Bible is written, like, Steve and these religious people believe that it's written from God. Like, God wrote this book or spoke to someone to write this book or whatever it is. And, like, that, it's the word of God. And I'm of, the, I'm of the belief that it's been passed over time from kings and kings and rulers and pharaohs and all this stuff that they needed something to keep people in line. And the, and the term God-fearing kind of makes me solidify my thought that it is man-made. These are people, elitists, like we see today. My guess is they've been throughout history. They choose what to say, how to word it, how to deliver it, so the, the masses that are reading it have to go a certain way. I don't see why the Bible is any different than, than the censorship that's going on today. I do believe that an elitist, king, ruler, whatever, thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago was like, listen, man, we got to get these people in line. I don't want to lose my power by a revolt. What can we do? Let's get this book together. Let's say, you know, Steve likes to quote, you know, homosexuality and sexual sin, uh, the again, I don't often read this stuff. I watch a lot of ancient aliens and a lot of history of the pyramids and all this kind of stuff. The Greeks, the Romans, way back when, if you laid with a man or a, and a woman, if you were able to transcend the sexes, you were you were like better than everybody else because you were able to be with everybody else. So why wouldn't a ruler, a king who is attracted to only women? having a bunch of children for heirs and heirs and heirs think, well, people think that this guy is better than me because he lays with all the women and all of the men. He's omnisexual. Oh, uh, sexual sin, being with men is bad. Let's stop that. That makes total sense to me. Somebody fear of losing their power because it's known that laying with multiple sexes is a sign of um, a high, not a higher power, sign of enlightenment versus the king who only likes women, he's going to be nervous and say, no, 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 don't do that. Men and women only. No men, no men, no women, no women to, to solidify his power. That makes sense to me. Having these people write certain things to having these people write certain things to keep their people in line makes sense. It's what the Bible is, to keep Christians in line. The Torah, to keep Jews in line. Whatever it is, whatever your book is, is written to keep those people in line. Why, and I hope you can see the, the, the jump that I'm making, the correlation that I'm making, why couldn't it be man-made to make people fall in line? If you can understand that side, I can understand your side. I can see why you would believe that, and I'm not going to fault you for it. But if you can't see my side, then I've got no time for you. You're, you. you're not an intelligent person if you cannot see the correlation between the two. Something, one entity, making rules through a book to keep those who follow in line. It's one and the same. If you see the correlation, I can see yours. I can understand why you believe God wrote the Bible. I can believe you. I can understand that. But if you cannot see that a king or a pharaoh or something over time wrote these scriptures to keep their people in line. It's the same thing. If you can't see that, take your argument somewhere else. I got no time for you.
Um, so like I said, it's, it's a religious thing, social media. This guy piqued my interest with this conversation. It is on our social media page, on our Facebook page. Go find it. You can read it for yourself. Chime in if you'd like. But that is it. That's, this is the end of our show. I'm going to keep it quick and you know move through it. But that's episode 137. Yeah, 137. Um, again, football talk, sports, religion, social media lumped together. Go to any of our social media pages. Go to the link tree link and check out T Public. We only have around 11 shirts on there. I told you Amy was sick the past few weeks. She's my designer. We're going to start getting a few other shirts out there hopefully soon. So we appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening, sharing, subscribe, go to the um, Apple, go to Spotify, rate the podcast five stars. Please share it. Share it with yourself. Doesn't matter. Just share it. Link, get our us out there. You know, we're trying to be, we're trying to make a dent in 2023 into how the world operates, how the country operates. Help us, please. We appreciate you already who have been there and have stayed. Thank you so much. We're going to try to do better for you. Please help us do that. You guys have a great day. Talk to you again soon.